Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. You can almost feel through the microphone that special energy, the final day of Radio Row. People are walking around. Just saw a guy that I used to cover, somebody I got to wave at from a distance. Very happy man, Clark Hunt, and his he has an entourage, owner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Good morning, uh, Tommy. Tommy DeCelestino, pretty daddy. If you're an owner of NFL team, and in the entourage was his wife, I don't know if they have a daughter, but someone else. There were, there were nine of them. Are you allowed to have an entourage as an NFL owner? That's okay, right? Uh, good morning to you first. First and foremost, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Friday, yes, buddy. you can definitely have an entourage if you're an NFL owner. Absolutely. All right. So Clark had had a little bit of an entourage. He's walking around. He's feeling good. When there's an NFL, because it's early here, Tom. It's eight in the morning Mountain Time. Often at Radio Row, things are a little, little quiet. Right? Still not quite popping. But there's some stuff going on. You got the guys from WFAN. They're cheering. I, I think it's because I came on the air, but I'm not entirely sure if that's what's going on. You got. You got the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs and, and Clark Hunt, who, who again, I, I really like and I know and I covered. I mean, it must have been 15 years ago. Spent time with, flew to Dallas when I was a Kansas City Star reporter. I feel like I noticed a little bit of an extra pep in his step, Tom. I felt like there was a little bit of a swagger. Now, we're going to play later in the show a collection of Super Bowl predictions from a collection of the excellent guests we have had on the program this week. And last week, and except for maybe one guy, I don't want to do too. I don't want to be a spoiler alert guy. But for those that listen to the show on a regular basis, who call in at eight five five two one two four CBS and wonder why Tommy won't put him on, who tweet at Sportswriter, Sports R E I T E R, you might have noticed. I think Diesel, everybody but one took the Eagles, right? I won't give you the exact numbers, right. but it's very lopsided. A lot of Philly love is what you're telling me. Just had some guys walk over from from the FanDuel set, right, from the K. Adams show to just say hi and catch up. And it was, you know, I said, what do you think? Chiefs, right? There's Clark Hunt. And, pff, pff, Eagles, man. It's a real sense. And, yeah, Clark Hunt walking around, feeling that energy, feeling good. And I don't think it's just the fact that, that Patrick Mahomes won that MVP last night. Well-deserved, his second, got every first-place vote. But I think a, a, a couple... Really was a nice juxtaposition of excellence between that and Kirk Cousins singing, which unfortunately we're, we're going to hit you with later. Because there's this sense, Tom, and I think, it's, I think it's wrong. I was thinking about this secret weapon the Chiefs have, right? There's a sense that if Mahomes is healthy with the secret weapon, that is Patrick Mahomes. Not even a secret weapon. With the excellence and the overwhelming greatness and the idea that if he's not in line to compete as one of the great quarterbacks of all time, and he's got a ways to go, I don't think anyone can argue with Tom Brady having retired and Aaron Rodgers, I guess right now today, maybe I don't know where he is, plunging himself into darkness to figure out what the hell he's going to do. 
the current reigning, in their current form, by far not debatable, best quarterback in the National Football League for this moment, and the era that will unfold in the moment over the next few years is Patrick Mahomes. And when you've got that guy, and not just that guy, a guy who can take that greatness, has already done it, and translate it to success on the highest stage. He has won a Super Bowl. You feel like you got a fighting chance, even if, and this is what you have, an Eagles team, that man-for-man going down that roster is superior to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Eagles are the smart pick. It makes sense. That defensive line is thunderously overwhelming and would be a serious challenge for Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes to have to deal with, have to wrestle with in the lead-up to the game on Sunday if it weren't for Mahomes' ankle injury and the fact that he's not 100% and we don't know what that means. The defense for the Eagles would pose a legitimate challenge against a a Chiefs offense that is potentially, someday, we may look back, we have Marshall Falk on the show later, right? Greatest show on turf. And we're not there yet, and the air is different, but if Mahomes keeps doing the things that he's doing for for two or three or five or six more years, we're going to look at this Chiefs offense as one of the greatest in the history of the sport. We are. And Mahomes will be a big part of that. Don't forget Travis Kelsey is not just... Look, I think he's probably the greatest tight end of all time. Tony Gonzalez would have something to say about that. I think, in fact, Tony Gonzalez will be on CBS Sports Radio later today. I think he's on. I think he's closing out the Jim Rome show today, if I if I remember that right. Kelsey might be better, and, and not. And if you if you're talking pure offense, Kelsey's numbers and stats rank up there with receivers historically. But that Eagles defense might be formidable enough and good enough to blunt even that Chiefs offense on paper. And you've got, obviously, an Eagles offensive picture that's really, really dangerous. And Jalen Hurts, I believe, was one of the other guys that got one of those first-place votes at the uh, NFL Honors last night. All of it adds up All of it adds up to, to Philly. And I can't remember, Tommy. Are you taking the Eagles before I get to this? I've been accused of being such a, a Chiefs homer by friends of mine, listener Bryce, other people. We have a lot of folks who listen in Pennsylvania. And all I can tell you is your reaction to my view is entirely about your love for the Eagles, which I respect, but also recognize that my view is based probably on my affection for Kansas City since I live there. So we can just, I'll accept that it's my heart talking, not my head, but I still think the Chiefs have an edge. Tommy, where are you coming down on this? Can I call you Tommy? I've really slipped into that the last few months. Yeah, go for it. Lean into it. Um, we became friends today. You told me we were like best buddies all of a sudden. Oh, no, no. Long before today, we became friends. We really, I didn't know that. We really embraced it right. this morning. All right, I like Bill, it. I'm going to lean into the Mahomes magic. I think they find a way. I wouldn't be surprised if they were down early in this game. I think they find a way to win this game, I'm going to say, by a field goal. Uh, so I got 28-24 over at CBS Sports HQ. They made me do a prediction. They made me look into the camera. It was so good or not. They made me do it twice. Whatever. 28-24 Chiefs. I'm going to give you a sense of history, a sense of foreboding if you're a Philly fan, a feeling in the air, an energy at Radio Row, a, um, a slight tremor in the force here in Phoenix. And then I'm going to give you a secret weapon, Tom, that we have not in very few places have talked about. Because one of the, one of the, um, one of the catch-22s of Radio Row... Tom, is that there's so much going on, and there's so many people coming by. Hall of Famers are just falling out of the sky, right? You bump into somebody, you know, in a normal, oh, excuse me, sir, I'm sorry, and it's just some dude like you or me, just some random. Here, it's just a hall, oh, I'm, excuse me, Joe Montana, I, I, you take the cream first, excuse, I'm sorry. They're everywhere. 
that in the buzz and the excitement and talking to people and having fun and having a good time and not me because I'm kind of chilling but like, you know, drinking too much tequila or whatever people are doing, you can lose sight of the nitty-gritty. So I'm going to give you something maybe it's been overlooked and I'm going to give you that, that energy. Here's the energy. Here's what this reminds me of. A few years ago, there was, ironically involving the Chiefs, there was a Super Bowl where there was one team that was clearly the better team and had the better roster and was in the better form. That team was the Kansas City Chiefs. They were clearly on paper the team to believe in and bet on and to pick. And when we did the show, everybody went Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City. And I think one or two people said, ah, that Tom Brady guy is pretty good. I know the, I know the Buccaneers aren't really the same level of, of roster, but I'm going to take the quarterback at the time. I'm going to take the QB who I think has the advantage. And as we all know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went in there like Brady always does and won it and beat the Chiefs. And I think that experience, that loss, that reminder, not just that the best quarterback on the field by far gives you an advantage, but the fact that the Chiefs have been through not just a Super Bowl victory, but a Super Bowl loss. They understand what's at stake and how fleeting it can be. I think that's a really significant factor. But here's the guy that hasn't been talked about enough. I know that if you're an Eagles fan, you can point to a bunch of names and a bunch of players. But let's not forget that Chris Jones can be a game wrecker. Kansas City. And the reality of him has always been, and we've had this talk about so many guys in the NBA this week and in the NFL over the course of the year, those players whose talent is unquestionable, but whose execution of the talent is the question, is the actual thing. And for the Chiefs, Chris Jones has always been massively talented, has not always impacted, defined, bent the game to his will on that side of the ball the way that Mahomes does. But we saw him do that over the course of some of the games that have gotten the Chiefs here. You take the fact that the Chiefs have the most important, talented, valuable player on the football field in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes, and we know that. But couple it with the fact that Chris Jones could be the most important person in this game outside of Mahomes. And his ability to disrupt Jalen Hurts a little bit. And I know the Eagles have a run game and they have balance. They have things they can do. Jalen Hurts hasn't been in this situation. We don't know what he's about in the Super Bowl. And we know that the Chiefs, while defensively as a unit, are not as forceful or fearful or overwhelming as this Eagles team. They've got a guy in Chris Jones who is capable of taking over a game by himself if the motivation is there. I like the Chiefs. And it's not just about Patrick Mahomes. That's a huge part of it. I know the ankle is worrisome, and we've talked to guys over the course of this week. I thought Carson Palmer was particularly astute on everything he said yesterday, but also talking about the fact that Mahomes' ability, when he's healthy, to pick up three or four or five or six or occasionally 11 or 12 yards with his feet, to have, and we throw this around, but to have such a high footballing, quarterbacking IQ that despite the golden arm that he's been blessed with, his ability to just pick up some extra yards sometimes and make and stretch defenses, make them struggle a little bit, even though that's limited, maybe, maybe, I think that there's just a factor that Mahomes knows how to win. Throws the ball left-handed, does a loop-de-loop, pulls out two extra balls for no reason and juggles them before throwing a touchdown pass. Whatever crazy crap we've seen over the last few years, it's just the highlighted version. It's the exclamation point. It's under the Klieg lights example of how much this guy can do that you don't see coming, including, I think, beating this Eagles team. That's it. That's my prediction. Chiefs 28, Eagles 24. I think Hurt struggles a little bit from the pocket. 
I think that Eagles defense is really good, but Mahomes has some magic. And I think Chris Jones is able to, to a degree, wreck. And the thing about, not just wreck a game, and this could work the other direction too. The thing about a Super Bowl is that it, and you talk to guys who have played in it, and maybe we'll ask Marshall Falk about this when he comes on about 30 minutes from now. It doesn't feel like a normal football game. I bumped into a guy yesterday, Tom, um, who works in media, whose son is a major league pitcher, and whose son was drafted in the ninth round, right? Kind of blossomed late in college, made it all the way to the big leagues, plays now in Cleveland, comes out of the bullpen. And I asked him, I go, when did it, when did it feel normal? How long did it take for, for the game to feel just like baseball? Right, I'm just interested in this idea of athletes who get something magical and then becomes normal. Radio show. Anything you do. Love doing radio. It, it, it's my dream. I used to get nervous going on the mic. I used to get nervous filming for gym. Don't anymore. Everything becomes normal, right? And so that comfort, those reps, that's part of anything you do. I mean, Tom, for you, when you're at the weightlifting competitions, I'm assuming that you're, he's flexing. Now, the Super Bowl reverts people back to that moment where they're scared and they're nervous and they're excited. And so a couple moments, a couple series where Chris Jones bursts through a really, really impressive Eagles offensive line and just disrupts Jalen Hurts, it has the potential not just to disrupt that play, but to disrupt just Hurts, a young quarterback's notion that this is a normal moment, to put some doubt in his mind. There are factors, I think, that don't take place on paper. Taking the Chiefs. I mean, I was always taking the Chiefs. My kids were born there. Cover the Chiefs. Have I ever not taken the Chiefs in any of these games the last four years? I think I've always taken them. There has to be one. At least one time you didn't take them. I think I actually didn't take them against the Patriots when the Patriots won. But at, I think it was the AFC Championship game in Kansas City when Brady was still there a few years ago. But I think the Chiefs were actually the better football team in that game. They just didn't have the better quarterback, and they, they won. The, the Patriots won the, the coin flip. I think the Eagles are the better football team. I don't even think it's a question. And I, I think there's a sense here, and you talk to people on and off the air, the Chiefs aren't quite as good this year, but they're going to be here several times or be on the cusp. I'm not sure how many people, I don't, believe that the Eagles are, are, are a lock to come back again and again and again. It's hard to make Super Bowls. It's hard to be successful in the National Football League. This is their year. This is their spot. This is their opportunity. They're the better football team. There's just something about Mahomes, I think, that's going to be a difference maker. And there's the potential for Jones, I know, to do the same thing for the Chiefs defensively. All right, 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Um, we're going to get into, I almost got a fight yesterday at the Maggie and Perloff uh, party. I mean, not a fight. I, didn't, I, I was just chilling. I have this guy's name and number, too. That's a whole story. I won't say it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get him in trouble. Uh, we're going to do a Super Bowl picks montage. We're going to tell you about a guy that didn't shower that wanted to fight me. And um, mixing soap, I'm just saying, like, that's a good idea. But, Tom, I'm serious, man. If you can't get close to people, that was the worst part of it. I agree. I agree. If you're going to invade someone's personal space, you better smell good. <laughs> you you got to smell good. And uh, what's you know what's worse than, than a guy that doesn't shower accosting you? Kirk Cousins singing. And we're going to get you that, too. It's all happening next here on CBS Sports Radio. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. 
the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams, all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back. Thank you for at least for not doing that rejoin with Marshall Falk. Whatever you did yesterday with, yeah, yeah, you got something lined up for 20 minutes from now. Whatever you did with Carson Palmer yesterday, he looked at me like I had two heads when you played that rejoin. <laughs> I swear I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, you did. For the first time, I like. I respect it, though. I hope you did, because my respect level went up like 40 points. For the first, even at my dislike level, uh, uh, accompanied it. For the first time ever... Uh, stream the Super Bowl for free, Super Bowl 57 on Westwood. One is Sunday, February 12th, just a, a couple days away. Catch all the action in several ways. The Odyssey app, westwoodonesports.com, via Westwood One Station streams, or you can ask Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone, the free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free, and you get back on the road. Restrictions apply, get in the zone, AutoZone. Uh, hi, uh, Bogus. Missed you this week, buddy. Oh, hey, guys. How are you? Let me ask you guys a question. I have a question by way of a story. Completely true story, by the way. Um, Tom Benedetto can confirm this because I tried to get him to help me, and he just didn't uh, at the Maggie and Perloff story uh, uh, party. Here's the question. When you meet someone, whether it's a colleague or a person you know every day or, or just a, a stranger, and they're well-dressed, but they smell, they clearly haven't showered in like five days, and they don't believe in deodorant, how do you or should you say so? This happens every now. Not you. It's none of you guys. You guys are great. You guys smell. Gr- I mean, I'm not there, but but it's is that a just hold your nose and deal with it, so to speak, or or should you? Is there a kindness and just leaning in and be like, hey, Stu, buddy, you smell bad. Listen, this has happened to me right here in this very studio. There is me, someone. Me I'm not going to say. Names. I know who it is. I'm not going to. Say I know names. who it is. I had this encounter. This same. I know encounter. who it is. And you know how I went about this. I said nothing. I did not let them know. And I tried to avoid this person at all costs now whenever I see them. All right. So here's what happened to me yesterday. I He's actually talking bu- about me. I don't, I, no, it's guys, not I, you. I will, I'm, it's not you. I and, avoid and, you for a different reason. Uh, you okay. smell great. <laughs> you smell too good. You make him feel bad about it. All right. So I'm at the Maggie and Perloff party last night, which was very cool, very fun. And we're with some colleagues, and, and me and Trace and, and Benedetto are walking out to, to, to get a little little dinner. And there's a there's a bit of a traffic jam, a human traffic jam, because Maggie and Perloff are giving away Maggie and Perloff shirts, right? So there's people trying to get the shirts, and so 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 Trace is in there trying to get like five of them, and he's all excited. I'm like, you can have my shirt if you. I mean, this is true. You, yeah, what? he's like, what oh shirts. I'm like, shirt for? how many can we take? You can have my shirt, bro. You can take ten. I don't think they care. I think you can take ten shirts. There's a box of shirts. So I'm sort of standing there. And I'm at a position where the the one the single file traffic is going past me, but I'm not in the way, right? And there's a gentleman to my right in a very nice sports coat who's got like a, a very like sort of fine tailored mustache and ni- hip shoes on. He looks he looks like he's pretty well dressed. He stops to let the the one way traffic go, and he you know oh, speaking to the people going past him, he goes, "Excuse me, thank you. Pardon me. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Excuse me. No, excuse me." This goes on for like thirty seconds, so I'm kind of looking. It's kind of unusual. I'll just watch him. And he comes right up to me, and immediately it's just rank stink. I'm like, oh, man, that guy. And he's wasted. And he's like, do you like my southern charm? And I go, yeah, man, I do. And he goes, I effing hate you. And, like, chest bumps me. <laughs> chest bumps me. 
And I, and I had just gotten done a few hours ago telling someone, like, yeah, sometimes people just randomly see me across the room and hate me for no reason. So then he's like, you got a problem. One of these guys. And he's like, he's like a hipster. I'm like, no. I'm like, I mean, I didn't have one until just, a, I mean, think, you all right, man? And I almost said mix in a, some deodorant, but I figured we go downhill. So he gets, just speed this story up. He's super aggressive. He's leaning in. He smells terribly. Like, what do you do for a living? I don't know, man. I host a radio show. Literally like a switch. He's like, do you want to be best friends? Do you want to be my best friend? Takes my phone, puts his number in it, starts texting me, puts his arm around me. I can't tell you all the weird things he said, but it did not smell good. That was my, that was my night. I tried to pull De Benedetto in. He looked, he's like, afterwards, like, I'm sorry, bro. I wanted nothing to do with that. Come, <laughs> that's come the, and be a blocker. That's the stance I would have taken as well. Oh, you would have? See, I thought you would have just punched a guy. Like, Bill would have been there, feeling the heat, all of a sudden a right hook would just come right across the I, screen and drop the dude. I mean, look, I'm not pretending I'm any kind of tough guy, but, like, I mean, he wasn't either. What, what, I was asking, I was asking, um, I was asking D-Cell, what would have happened if I got in an actual fist fight at the Maggie and Perloff party? Yeah, not I'm ideal. in trouble, right? Yes. I was stone cold, and this guy was so drunk. He's probably a super nice guy. I don't know what. And then it was all like, you're so good looking. I'm like, what are we doing here, man? It's. And he's like, I'm so good looking. I'm like, okay, bro. I gotta. I can't even tell you half the crazy stuff he told me about his shirt. You know what? I'm glad I'm uh, here in NYC. Because I want no part of that situation. I don't want to be in the weird situations you find yourself in. Super Bowl brings out the weirdness in people, okay? I can remember being at at some... I was Imagine Dragons at, at the at the Minnesota concert. And Adam Klug, who we all know and largely love, I love, um, was, was, was very drunk and was dancing very badly. And I remember thinking to myself, I will never see a human being so enthusiastically dance so poorly in my life. And then as if I'm in a simulation or a film, I looked to my right and three feet away was Kirk Cousins doing exactly the thing I thought wasn't possible. Dancing with more enthusiasm, worse than even the Kluger. And I thought, man, Kirk Cousins must be having a moment. Apparently it's in the water for Kirk. Maybe it's because he can't make it here as a player. He's got to really you know, put his stamp on the thing otherwise because last night... This is an awkwardness alert. Those of you that thought that the story I just told was awkward, I was just trying to, like, inoculate you. It, it was a preparation. This actually happened. This is Kelly Clarkson and, and, and Kirk Cousins making America squirm. I'm sorry. We have one last request. Who? I'm sorry, Kelly. Kirk I just Cousins. wanted to sing one quick tribute song to Tom Brady on behalf of all the other quarterbacks in our league. All right. Shine Would bright like a okay? diamond. Okay, okay. Tom's won seven times, went to ten. He's on some beach, so maybe Kirk could win. Wait, you can really see. Yeah, sing. yeah. Since he's been gone. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, you can really sing. What? Like, got it? Okay. Okay, Kirk Cousins. I would totally press my button. Okay. Um, hold on, though. That, that doesn't really sound like a tribute. It kind of sounds like you're just happy Brady is gone because it – you know, gives you and the other teams, you know, a, a better shot. And I am totally for this. Um, I think Brady's retirement is good for him, great for us. Because, come on, Kelly, everyone wants to hear you sing, not me. Let's go. Just post their traps Now that he's gone 
I've never wanted to stream this show before, but that changed in that clip because I wish all of you listening could see the. You had D Cell dancing. I've never seen him smile, smiling. And Bogus looked like he wanted the earth to swallow him up. No, you're reading me wrong. Are I, you sure? I'm all, maybe that's my, my self-hatred bubbling up. I'm all in. Get me a Kirk Cousins jersey. Purple. What? A, I'm Team Kirk and Cousins an as well. Let's roll. Let's do this. Me too. You guys are wrong. That was terrible. Uh, it wasn't terrible. I'll give him bonus points for making fun of himself for even doing it in the first place. He had the big gold change from the stupid airplane video on yesterday as well. He might be a terrible quarterback, but he's my quarterback now. Do you know who can You guys see the clip of Nick Costos from You Better You Bet singing? No. He's got some pipes. He can actually sing. I mean, enough's enough then with Nick. He's right. on today. Let's get him to sing. No, let's get him to calm it down. He, uh, he's got enough going in his... <laughs> In a good direction right now. He's, he needs to throw singing on top of this. He got really hip in the last three years. I was watching it's longer that. longer than that, but yes. Is it? Yeah. It's been a slow burn. I mean, I remember hanging out with Nick six years ago in Florida, and I don't feel like that's where Nick was in his life. Well, he's always it's always been there. I think he now has more funds to buy the cool stuff. Got oh, So he's, he's investing. I'm buying mutual funds, and he's buying, like, Really form-fitting <laughs> shirts that cost a bunch of money. Right. Like, I got, got my it. sneakers from DSW. He's mm-hmm. paying, like, the 250 auction price for the one yeah. pair of three types of you know, I mean, Nike I dunks, whatever they're called. I got some, some Vans on today, and, and I've had two people tell me they like my Jordans the last couple days, which they're not. They're close so enough. You, you know, I got the knockoffs. All right, um, we put together a montage. D-Cell did it. He produced it, right? You put this thing together yourself? Wow. Is it all you? Uh, if you guys like it, yes, I did. If uh, you do not like it, I did not do it. And now for a Tom DeCelestino production called 2023 Super Bowl Picks. Everyone makes Super Bowl predictions. But here on Lighter Than You, we don't forget about them. We're going to go to our friend Ross Tucker. I'm bored. I really am. If you told me the Chiefs are fully healthy, I would lean Chiefs. But it feels like the Eagles are the healthier team. And the Eagles are just so good up front. I mean, they just mash people. So I think because of the injury factor, I will lean Eagles. Love this dude. He's so talented. Ty Dunn. I think I'm kind of talking myself in, into Philly. Then this conversation is, you know, Patrick Mahomes, the best player on the planet. When Mahomes is at his best, the play doesn't really begin until you get in his face, until you pressure him. But that, that isn't there now. I don't think that he's going to be able to just stand in the pocket. I get it. They're getting it out quick, right? They did change their offense that way. But I think the pass rush can still get there. And I'd go Philadelphia in a close one right now. Hang out with Ibram Salah. I favor the Eagles. And, and here's the reason why. Now, I love Patrick Mahomes. I love his ability. like a magician. Love Andy Reid. The Eagles have the better team. The Chiefs have the better player. Let's get with our guy, Steve Berline. You know, my gut is telling me, uh, I, I think the Eagles, I, I really, I, uh, this is not the common popular belief, I know. The Hall of Famer Steve Largent sits down. I just think that the game is still about, you know, blocking and tackling. And I think that the, the Philadelphia Eagles have a great offensive line and they have a great defensive line. Uh, so I, I think the bet goes to the Eagles. 
Adam Thielen, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Well, if I was a if I was a betting man, I would probably have to say the Eagles. Uh, but I'm, I'm cheering for the Chiefs. Uh, I I'm not a huge uh, Eagles fan, so. <laughs> Carson Palmer. A very mature Patrick Mahomes, I think we're seeing. I think the maturity that he's gained over the last couple years will help him win this Super Bowl, his second Super Bowl oh, I, this I, Sunday. You're the first person in two weeks that has said the Kansas City Chiefs. Really? Yeah, really. Nice job, D. Look at you, Tommy. Thank you. I appreciate it. I like the Chiefs. I'm already. We already did this at the start. Bogus, where are you? Um, That's a lot of people picking. It feels like too many people picking the Eagles. Yeah, and I feel like other shows have done this, and they've had the other experience where no one's picking the Eagles. So, uh, you know, this is not the most scientific of research here. No, very scientific. Um, but I'm going to join. Um, I don't want to because I just it doesn't it feels wrong. But I, all year long, I thought the Eagles were the best team, and I can't. I keep coming back to the fact that they're sixteen and one when Jalen Hurts plays, and the one loss is because Washington the ball for 40 minutes. The Chiefs, I guess, could do something like that or could straight out score them, but I think that front seven's going to go get Patrick Mahomes, who'd be in trouble if he was fully healthy, and he's not. Um, and I think the better team's just going to win on Sunday, and it pains me to be nice to Philadelphia, but the Eagles are going to win. Why does everybody hate Philadelphia so much? Because when we're, I mean, you've, you've met them. Right? You've seen it as a whole, like the people from the city. Like, you've seen them. That's not nice. Climbing. I've been there. I had, a, I had a nice time in Philadelphia. I was there city, not that long ago. I mean, city's very cool, but you've seen the riffraff. You've seen them climbing street poles. and They did throw batteries at Santa Claus. Right. And they I mean, hate not, J.D. Drew. Not and they might everybody. Have, no, but too many them? of them. A large enough percentage. Yeah. And New York and Philadelphia, we just don't mix. I could be wrong. I have been. I'm pretty sure our boss is from Philly. Me absolutely is. I love people from Philadelphia. Me too. I Fa- love this favorite city of people. Philly. He doesn't yeah. want. He doesn't want that. He guys. He can see through this. Come on. He is a seasoned, experienced Philadelphian. Man. He knows exactly what you're doing here. He's he busy appreciates my anyway. honesty he's more than anything watch- else. He's not-, he's not watching. Oh man. Why do people want to? Why do people want to fight me? I I just. And then be my best friend. It was the whole. It was the whole experience of my life encapsulated into one guy in five terrible minutes. I'm glad we're back on this because this story is not about a stinky person. Like this is not. This he is, smelled though. That's fine, <laughs> but that's a secondary or third level point. That's okay. not the headline for no, you. No, the headline is this guy walked up to you and said, "Let's fight," and he doesn't know who you are. Like I that's the story. You. It happens. I. It happens. Who I cares don't how under- he smelt. I don't understand. I'm just a. I've had so many people walk. In fact, a, a friend of mine here at the Super Bowl, who, who the first time we became friends, she's like, "Do you know how much I hated you? Like we met today." She's like, "No, from a distance." <laughs> from a distance. Eight a.m. was really rough for us, but by noon we were golden. What? I don't understand. I'm nice. We're nice here, right? I mean, I'm. I would argue, you, you know, if you're not going to like me, it's after you get to know me. I, I, some of that I could understand, <laughs> but the pre, the pre hate. And you're not wearing your Christmas pajamas, so I don't, you know, like... No! Yeah. Maybe no, that would have helped. I was wearing a sports coat and a t-shirt and, you know, shoes that, that people thought were Jordans that weren't. I mean, I don't know. I looked, I didn't look like, what would you, what'd you call people? I didn't look riffraffy. Right. All right. Do we know who this guy is now? Oh, yeah. Are you going to text me his name? Sure. Should, should I know who he is? I don't, I didn't. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, no, he's got my phone number, so that's great. I have to use, I have to learn how to use the block button. Pretty yeah, he pretty quickly. But then he wanted to be best friend. It was it, it was weird. All right, good good talk. 
if you hate me or if you love me, uh, 855-212-4CBS. From a distance, um, up close and personal, the Hall of Famer, the Super Bowl champion, the former MVP, Marshall Falk, is going to join us here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back into the show. Happy Friday, two days until the Super Bowl. I'm here at Radio Row. I will be heading home, though. I don't know if this makes me a spoiled sports person or not. Or not. Look, I've been to games, loved it, blessed, lucky. I get all of that. At this point, Tom, even with the Chiefs, man, I'd rather just be home with my kids watching the game. Does that make me obnoxious to just be like I'm over going to the game? Uh, on some level, but yeah. I understand what you mean. I get it. I'm with you. I was going to try to bring Henry out because he's a big Mahomes and a big Chiefs fan. And as we, as we established... Tickets were $5,000 each, so then I went to the backup plan, but it looks like trying to scale the wall here and get around security with a 10-year-old would be tricky. Uh, seems like it. Seems like I think you would have more people wanting to fight you if you tried to do that. <laughs> that is, I was just talking to Frank, our, our engineer, and he's like, what? what? And he saw the guy. He can, he can attest the guy exists. By the way, the dude's probably a nice guy, or I don't know. But just a little bit to drink. Um, Security is pretty intense here at Radio Row. It, it is a it is a it is a lockdown kind of situation. We are efforting Marshall Falk. Uh, he is trying his best to get here. Tommy, Tom, I know you beat yourself. This ain't your. Fo- Don't worry about it. You got you got to flow with the Radio Row current sometimes. And if if the Hall of Famer can't make it. He can't make it. It's okay. I'm still holding out hope. We got a, a very short window here to play with. I'm still holding out some hope. One of the things that I want, I want to talk to him about that, I, that I'm really interested in, so he played Marshall Falk in two Super Bowls, won the first one, if memory serves, with the greatest show on turf. But then when they lost to the Patriots a couple years later, 2002, if you remember, Tom, and you don't, but if you Google it, which I did, uh, you will be reminded that the Rams were 14-point favorites in that game. And they ended up losing a close one against what became the increasingly ridiculous legacy of Tom Brady. We didn't know then what we know now. But my point is, things can appear a certain way. There can be a sense of absolutism. You can think you know a team, and you should think that. We've had, back then, 16 games this year, 17 regular season games, a series of playoff games, a huge sample size. We've seen these teams. They've been weighed and measured against each other and every other team in the National Football League. You think you know But part of the magic of these moments, especially the Super Bowl, right? It's true in the World Series. It's true in the Final Four. It's true in the NBA Finals. But those are long-term, right? To win a championship, you have to win multiple, multiple games. Even the Final Four, you're winning what feel like a couple finals. The Super Bowl, it's been two weeks since the last game. It's two weeks of focus on one game. And it's a single game. It's one time on the field. And the pressure and the history and the buzz and the excitement it brings out the psychology that I like to talk about, the, the harder things to measure in who wins and who loses than the stats and the long, you know, the sort of long-term reality that maybe plays out over the course of a regular season. Which, again, is part of the reason. It's not even that I don't think Jalen Hurts can do it or I don't think that the Eagles with that ridiculous, ridiculous roster, especially, the, especially that defensive line, like how good they are up front defensively, it's not that I don't think they can handle it. It's that I don't know. But I know what Mahomes can do. I know what Travis Kelsey can do. I'm aware of the talent and the ability of, of, of those guys in that moment. But I also have to be open to listener Bryce, who is now a stand and an avatar, a representative, an ambassador to this show for Philly fans. Because Bryce is a pretty nice guy. But I've gotten some pretty terse text messages from listener Bryce. <laughs> 
I didn't know he had that in him. Yeah, I know, I know you're a, a, a Chiefs homer, <laughs> man. I just think they're going to win the game. I have to also acknowledge, and I'm not saying Jalen Hurts, I don't think this is going to be the greatest quarterback of all time, but some of the things we don't know can often be careers that are going to be remarkable. At the beginning, we don't know that. We d- Maybe Jalen Hurts is durable. Maybe the, what is it, 16-1 record that, that he boasts this year, that they boast this year when he's played, is representative of not just this season, but the impact he's going to have on, on that team going forward. Maybe there's a bunch of seasons in which Philly are going to be in the mix, in competition for or at or maybe winning Super Bowls over the course of his career. I don't know that. I do know that's true for Patrick Mahomes. And it's hard not to lean in that direction and feel like that's the way that it's, that it's going to go, that it's going to be. I mean, everything on paper, right? Mahomes' ankle, that is an Eagles advantage. Philly's ability to get to quarterbacks and to power through offensive lines, that is an advantage even if Mahomes were healthy, and he's not. Philly's run game, which is, by the way, obviously in part aided by the ridiculous athleticism of Jalen Hurts, not just an offensive way to to wear down the Chiefs' defense, which is not as good, obviously, not as as formidable, but to keep Mahomes off the field. But that's a pretty good strategy for, for stopping Patrick Mahomes. And there's something about something about the Chiefs. All right, we're going to um, – I think we're probably, Tommy, going to move on from, from, from Marshall Falk, right? Uh, here's what I'm worried about, and I don't know what's going on. I, I'm just – I don't know. I'm a little worried the guy from last night, still in the same clothes, <laughs> having still not showered, is like talking to Marshall about whatever, you know? You feel like he has something to do with this right now. I just feel like he's in the universe. He's out there causing trouble. He's out there causing problems. He, he, he wanted to do a radio show. With, with Frank over here, and then he wanted to fight me, and then he wanted to do a radio show with, with me. I mean, maybe he's, maybe he's trying to pitch the Hall of Famer Marshall Falk on a, on a radio show right now. He really ran the gamut last night, this guy. Rain, do you think it was a mistake to give him my phone number? I, I, I was thinking a about A little like, bit. A li- yeah. And by a little bit, I mean a, a lot, lot of bit. A lot then of he's, bit. Then he's like, text me everything about you. So I was like, I wrote, I'm a Pisces. He goes, what's a piss case? I swear. I'm like, I'm done, man. I'm trying. Yeah. You, can, you can block people, is, is the thing. That's got to be your move here. It's just the, the straight block. I haven't heard from the straight block. I think you're going to hear from him at some point. <laughs> you th- you when you so? least expect it. Oh, I forgot. He's like, oh, that's right. He was grilling me. Why do you think I bleep and hate you so much? I was like, I don't know, man. Because I use soap and deodorant? I'm not sure <laughs> what, the, what the issue is here, buddy. Oh, there's, there's uh, Tom Benedetto, who did not come to my rescue during that moment. He turned and went the other direction. He, he turned and went the which was which was the, which was the smart move, was the, was the absolutely uh, wise move. And, and I, this is the other thing about, about this Chiefs. We take for granted, I think a little bit. I think our senses are a little bit dulled over how ridiculous it is what the Chiefs have accomplished. I know it's going to be really hard for Mahomes to get to seven, right? That's the number that Brady's at, and that's probably the range you got to be to have any kind of historical argument. Maybe five or six. Patrick Mahomes is not that old. This is what, Tom? His fifth consecutive year in the NFL is a starter, six-year technically, but if this guy wins this, this game, if the Chiefs win this game, he's got two Super Bowls out of his first five seasons. He has made three in his first five, and as I always bring up, he's made every AFC Championship game. I think if he wins this one, I think conservatively, if you set the over-under number, I think you're, you're putting it at four 
or you know, four is a very reasonable number he can get to. At the end of Mahomes' career, if he stays healthy, every indication is every ring that he accumulates is going to be significant in the all-time great conference. Maybe it's for second, right? Maybe it's him versus Montana. Maybe the conversation eventually becomes, is he the best quarterback since Brady, right? Does he easily surpass Manning and Breeze and Rodgers? If he gets the second one, it, it hypercharges that conversation. If he gets the second one, he will have more rings than Aaron Rodgers. He will have more rings than Drew Brees. There is a, a, a sense of history about this, and maybe I'm confusing that for inevitability. Maybe, maybe I've become so used to LeBron James, Lionel Messi, insert whatever, Nick Saban on the coaching realm at the college level, this year notwithstanding, just how many all-time greats are in so many sports right now that it doesn't seem unreasonable based on what Mahomes has done to think he's going to go out there and beat a Philly team that on paper looks better and then just keep doing this year after year after year. All right. I'm talking to myself. Here's another weird thing that's happened to me in my, in my, in, 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 as, as sort of the years go by. I was never a big Manning guy. Like, I think Manning's amazing. But if I were going to rank him all time, Tom, I, I probably would have put him a little lower than most. And I, is, it, is it wrong that I'm starting to reevaluate that? I'm worried it's just because I like him more now because he's on TV. He has become very likable. I think, I think, yeah, if you're starting to put him too low, I, I mean, he's got the two Super Bowls. One of them he kind of hung on for coattails. They won in spite of him, not because of him. He's going to drop. He's going to drop. The first Super Bowl that he was in, that he won, not that it was in, the first one that he won with the Colts, in that playoff run, he threw more interceptions than touchdown passes. I believe it was three touchdown passes in that run because the Colts' defense became incredible to five to five picks. And that's the other thing that certainly has the potential and possibility of happening. That, that, that certainly is that that Chiefs' defense could just click into place and play at a higher level. It's happened in a single sample size before. All right, Marshall, Marshall Falk is here, but we probably aren't going to be able to do that uh, because we have what's called in, in radio parlance a hard out, Tom. So I'm just going to go say hi to him, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Nick Costos. That's probably the move. Is that, is that what we're doing here? Live producing on Radio Row. I love this. Live producing, live programming on the fly. Uh, you go say hi to, hi to Marshall, and we can work out all the logistics in the break, or it's totally your call. Whatever, we'll do this is how we know that you're not on tape. at radio. We're not doing the, on tape and then going out and hanging out with, with no shower guy. We are here doing our thing. All right, we've got a surprise. We're, we're, somebody's coming up. Maybe it's Nick Costos, or maybe we bump him while he does, like, a, you know, America's Got Talent, and we do Marshall Falk. We're going to figure it out. Something's happening next year on CBS Sports Radio. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 